What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Football Card Comp Kings. That's right. We got comps on comps on comps, Sean. Yes, and uh, yes. I am I am joined back with my co-host, Sean, from Raven Invest. And Sean. Yes. You got me thinking, man, with the with the Quest Shark web app. You know, with you coding the Quest Shark web app, the way you set it up, and the multiple layers of comps, I want you to explain to the people what I mean by comps on comps on comps. Well, if you look at everything in the hobby, it's comps. You're comparing other players against each other. You're comparing other prices and against each other. We, we go a little deeper and we compare stats against each other. So everything is comparative. And uh, that's the idea why I wanted to get uh, uh, the card shark the way it was. Take the analytics that's available out there. It's not anything special. Bring it in and make it uh, a little bit easier to understand because it's hard to compare players. Like, how do you compare? It's, it, it's not natural unless you're really into the sport. You, it's hard to know what players are equal. It's hard to know that these two guys are great athletes. Um, this card's $50, this card's $20. Some people can't see why there's a, there's a reason why that, that that's different, you know? And um, the, the tool that we're trying to build here is going to allow for easier um, situations to just kind of pop off the screen to you. Um, when two good athletes are so far apart in their card price, that indicates that, you know, that, that should be something that you should look at. There's, it could be a deal there. There could be uh, some room to grow on that particular player for that particular card, whatever the case may be. But there's a ton of opportunities where a lot of guys are undervalued, but are great players. And there's reasons why they're undervalued. Uh, could be team, um, could be they got injured. You know, there's, there's many different reasons. And having this available in the shark to be able to view in one screen and disassociate a number with it. And I think, I think that's going to help a lot of people. And that's going to basically do what we we're doing on the show manually. Uh, everybody can do it at home. And as a, and when we went um, through the tutorial last week, as well, I explained that we also include the raw stats as well. So if you get to, hardcore analytic guys like us and they want to see the raw stats as well they can see the raw stats and compare the raw stats you know um the other thing that that i really wanted to do because it's it's hard to tell if again if you're not super super hardcore into football well what's a good rushing yards you know you know the thousand yards is pretty much the standard but just because you don't get a thousand yards doesn't necessarily mean you don't have a good season depending on what the the situation is the the carry you know things like that so with the score that we built in we allow it the score to the built-in equation automatically compares it against everybody else so you can tell how far apart this particular player is compared to the other players right so it, because again everything is comps 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 on comps on comps so we're we're building the tool just making it easier for everybody to do the comps to be able to see okay these two players you know they have really um same athletic profiles they're on good teams they're winning they're they're playing well but one player's rookie card is is significantly lower than the other ones that's spot that that's a, a buy sign so you go out you look you start digging a little bit further, you know. This is not a be-all, end-all tool. This is to take all those 15, 20-tab Internet Explorer research stuff that you have and put it in one little tap. And you have it right at your fingertips, available to you kind of thing. So exactly. I'm super excited. Kind of a lot of that legwork <laughs> of, of a yeah. couple of those layers of comping, comping the, the athletic profile, the statistical performance and efficiency mm -hmm. metrics of players against each other, then add in Hall of Fame markers, add in team power rankings, add in all their Madden stats and, and yep. scores and all that kind of stuff. Comp that against each other and yep. then comp card prices against each other. So in an ideal scenario, you've got two guys in the same draft class and then you can kind of pull out 
extrapolate an identical card and comp those values against each other. But you don't mm -hmm. always have that. And mm -hmm. then you also have, in modern day sets, 250 different rookie cards to select from mm -hmm. a player. So mm -hmm. it's then important to comp sets against each other and see yeah. and to find market inefficiencies because there are some still elite players that have a very good quest score because of all these uh comp metrics here but then you know for whatever reason their field level silver is way undervalued compared to other guys mm -hmm. and it's like there's there's a good buy because yeah. of the scarcity and so yeah i love and and that's what we're talking about comps on comps on comps is kind of sum up what you said and that's what popped in my head this tool that you've developed, what we're doing here, the, the way that we become better flippers, investors to fund our personal collection is to become comp kings, John. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So that's why it kind of resonated with me. Mm -hmm. And I think we will become comp kings through this show. So absolutely. And so uh, with that, man, I, I hear that you've been coding away and uh, you've actually found some anomalies in the system and uh i'm excited to hear what your research has has turned in this week yes okay so we are going to uh look at a couple guys and um they're both from uh your bucks so i'm gonna go over some uh some some details here that uh you may want to turn away from the screen for a little bit um <laughs> But they, I, I promise it'll work. It'll, it'll all work out in, in the end here. Uh, so I am going to switch over to my other screen here so we can pull up some comp statistics. So mm -hmm. this this is a little bit of a new one. I don't see a lot of people kind of... I, I use this site all the time. This, this is a site that I use to help me with my speculation players. Now, I'm not, a, I'm not an NFL GM. I'm not a cap guru. I don't know exactly how, you know, and I'm not a psychic, so I don't know exactly how this plays out. But I try to gather as much information as I can and make informed decisions from that information. So um, I looked at this situation here, and this, this started me looking at this situation is because, as you've known, as you've seen in the Discord channel, I'm heavy buy on Kyle Trask. I think he's in the best spot of any of these quarterbacks that have been drafted this year. Even though he's not playing, he's in the best spot to succeed for the future. So I've, I'm going and nobody really knows about him right now. So nobody's talking about him. He's not really anybody's, you know, he's, he's the Jacob Eason of previous years, right? I'm, I'm targeting him. So, I wanted to look at, and we always, you know, with fantasy, we always like to stack our players with quarterbacks. We want to, you know, get guys that, that are going to succeed uh, with, with him as well and carry, you know, uh, carrying them along the hype because the quarterbacks are going to drive the market. And if the quarterback's playing well and he's um, the receivers and the wide uh, running backs are playing well, they're, they're not going to spike as high, but they're going to be, they're going to have demand. You know, it's, it's, you know, when teams are winning, when teams are playing well and players are standing out, they're going to, they're going to have demand. The quarterbacks are going to be the Kings. Obviously they're going to have the most demand. They're going to have the most searches. They're going to have the most eyes, but the skill position players are still uh, valuable investments as we've proven uh, time after time in the, in the past. So uh, we, we first start up. So this is just uh, this year's um, cap situation and roster situation for the Bucks. So we look here and it's pretty, pretty, um, you know, they, they're tied up against the cap, but they, they got a pretty, pretty decent team on, even on paper, no matter what the record is, if you look at them and the, they're, they're Super Bowl contenders just with the roster, regardless of how they played that you could on paper, they're Super Bowl contenders with even, you know, with Tom Brady, I mean, that pushes them way up there. But so I started looking at here, well, is is Godwin is is Evans going to be around to be with Trask? Is he going to be? Is are they going to be his targets? Are they going to be the guys? And so I popped on here one of my favorite sites, OverTheCap.com, and I looked at I went and looked at their salary uh, salary cap situation. So now uh, you see, as you see here, they're pretty uh, pretty 
pack this year with 51 players. But if we pump over, uh, jump over to 2022, looks a little different here. So if you notice, uh, Tom Brady's previous salary this year is 10 million. Next year, it's 18 million cap number. Mike Evans' salary this year is 7 million, 20 million cap cap hit next year. So mm. next year, Bucks only have 31 total players under contract. And as of right now, depending now, the cap could jump high and low or uh, up and down. I mean, not high and low. Um, and they've got 32 million in cap space. So if you go back and look at God, when he's on the tag, right? I believe mm-hmm. he ta- they tagged him this year. So he's at 15 million. I, I doubt that they're, they're going to be able to resign him for probably under 13, 14 million because he's easily going to be able to get that on the open market. So unless he's cool about giving a hometown discount or they tag him again, but if they tag him again, it's probably going to be, you know, $16 million. So there's half of their remaining salary was still 20, you know, 18 players still to be able to sign. So something's got to give here. So now, they're either going to restructure some contracts or they're not going to re-sign Godwin, which leaves the door open for the one guy that I'm, I'm looking at. And that's um, Tyler Johnson. Okay. Um, right now he's, he's playing now because of injuries, you know, uh, week to week injuries. So he is getting some, some playing time. Um, if we both kind of look at his uh, workout metrics, he compares to Corey Davis. So Corey Davis is a decent receiver. So um, the athletics match up there. Um, and I wanted to pop over here to the stats again. Like, look, so he's, you can see that God, I don't know if you can see that. I might have to zoom in a little bit here. Of course, it's not letting me zoom in. Oh, there we go. Okay. So you can see God, it's not going good here. I do know that while you work on your Zoom there, that Tyler yeah. Tyler Johnson was dominant at, at Minnesota <laughs> in terms of uh, tar- uh, college target share mm. and college dominator rating, young breakout age. I also saw him make a ridiculous one-handed catch in the playoffs last year against the Saints. So as you can see up here, what I was getting in when, while I was trying to Zoom in, um, the target share for the wide receivers is Evans and Godwin, you know, sprinkled in with a little bit of brown hair. I'm getting some ads and everything in here. Um, you got a little brown sprinkled in uh, there and some Scotty Miller and, you know, um, and Tyler Johnson. But these two, if they're gone, one of them's gone. Somebody's going to need to eat up those targets. And I think it's going to be uh, Tyler Johnson. And if we go back to the cap, also gone, Antonio Brown is, is done on contract. Um, so there's another wide receiver. Gronk, I think Gronk has another year. Or is he? Uh, I know he's in the tight end position, not the wide receiver. But Gronk's again. Uh, okay, so Gronk's not. Uh, Gronk's got one more year left in his contract. So there's a lot of weapons that, you know, that are uh, possibly going to be moving in or uh, switching around. Like if Mike Evans doesn't take a pay cut, I'm not sure. You know, some of these, one of these guys is going to need to take a pay cut somewhere. They got mm. four, five guys almost at 20, $100 million of a, of a cap for five guys. So something's going to need to change there. But I, I just, I, I looked at his, his athletic profile. Um, the fact that they're actually using him now um, they're getting him involved. Obviously, he's not going to take targets away from from Godwin or Evans. Now, it's just not going to happen, right? But they're they're working him into the game plan. He's getting he's getting targets. He's got good athletics, and they've got a situation that they've got to do something next year. So for me, for a guy like Tyler, like if you look, I just bring up his cards on Com C here. His prism is you know it's twenty five cents. Wow. Now I understand prisms are are um not you know there are lots there's lots of them out there like there's 120 here but if i buy that for 20 cent 25 cents and sit on it for two you know two years and it's now a four dollar card which is not unheard of for a wide receiver prism to be four dollars 
That's a huge profit on that. And if I buy a hundred of them at 25 cents, you know, there, there's a, there's a big, huge uh, return on investment for, for a, a player that's going to take some time to develop. Um, if you look, you can even get like, uh, like see for me being in the budget range, like these, these cards are perfect for me, you know, um, I can, I can buy them in bulk and then I can sell them in bulk when the, when the time comes. But even if you get into some of the little, uh, you know, like you go, go through half the page before you even break an over a dollar for his card for, for an athlete that I think is on a good, and they're going to. Tampa Bay's are going to be a good team. I think Brady's going to stay another at least another year. I'm hoping he stays another year. Um and not I don't know why I'm people are like, why are you saying that? <laughs> You're not a Bucks fan, but personal investment reason, I hope he gets uh Kras gets one more year under Brady. And I think um that will benefit he him even more, and he'll be even better when he comes out um and and starts kind of thing and who i mean who knows though too i mean maybe a team comes and likes him enough to go and trade the tampa bay for him. anyway getting a little Bro. off track there <laughs> yeah, yeah no no I, I i like the tyler johnson play for that reason i was investing uh quite heavily into him last year uh, around this time just as a long-term play because I know he's on a rookie contract. I'm like, Oh man, this guy was dominant in Minnesota. And uh, um, I was looking at his college and then I saw him make some incredible catches coming down the stretch, the playoffs. I was like, yeah, I, I'm going to get more Tyler Johnson. He saw a little uptick then in the playoffs yeah. after he made that catch that went, went kind of viral. And, mm -hmm. and this year with all the depth of weapons that we've had, it, it's just, he hasn't gotten a ton of targets and, you know, mm -hmm. Uh, Evans and Godwin haven't dealt with the injuries that Antonio Brown and Gronk have dealt mm. with. And so they've mm. still been Tom Brady's main go-to beat. I mm. mean, dude, if, if Godwin or Evans were to leave, let's say we don't make the Super Bowl guy, you know, I don't want to uh, like knock on wood, yeah. right? Cause I'm, mm. I'm a Tampa I told Bay you you might not like this. <laughs> but if we don't, I could see obviously there, there being um, a lot of changes Tyler Johnson, obviously, still going to be there on that rookie contract. I'm actually looking at his rookie ticket autos, which, as you know, is is one of my favorite investments right now. Mm -hmm. It's got the on-card auto. It's such a it's such an iconic car, especially for uh, Bucks players too. I love the mm -hmm. way that the the Bucks logo looks on the rookie ticket autos, uh, especially from 2019. But this even 2020, I mean, looks really cool. I'm seeing here a one here buy it now for 19.99. I mean, that that is that is like dirt cheap. That's like you know total is that sleeper. The same, yeah, is that the same card that I got pulled up there? I'm not even uh, signed in, so it's even cheaper. Actually, yeah, that is the same card. Yeah, you see, so you see the scarcity around it. Um, yeah. so if you want one, to, yeah. here, let me blow this up so I can see that. Yeah, you can see the scarcity around it for you. Uh, for those of you that are watching this on on YouTube. Uh, that card is incredibly scarce. There's only one on Com C. There's only a couple on eBay, and this is a base card. It's got an on-card mm -hmm. auto. It's a it's a wonderful investment. But you can see around a twenty dollars when you comp that to other uh, wide receivers in the NFL. We're even talking exactly. mid-tier wide receivers, top top twenty wide receivers in the league. This is a fifty to a hundred dollar to Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb levels, Jonathan Taylor levels right now. This well, is actually, a two hundred dollar card. Well, actually, to to kind of get on your point there, I noticed that one card that kind of stuck uh, stuck out for me there. Uh, I'll just go back here and go through this. Uh, was a silver prism, which is uh, three forty nine on Com C right now. So you got wow. ranges from three forty nine to you got a couple over ten bucks here. But again, there's only uh, eight of them, right? But right. only eight. So look, you could like gobble up those bottom five, you yep. know, based on the comps. You're not going to see a prism silver, even of a deep sleeper like Tyler Johnson, sell on eBay for uh, less than, you know, yeah, maybe you can catch one in an auction ending during the week in the morning for yeah. 99 cents. But you're still paying the $4, $5 shipping. 
you know, and, and handling it unless they're using a plain white envelope and maybe still mm-hmm. a dollar, but you're still going to pay around, you know, three to five dollars for this card. Any marketplace, even in person, you know, people are still going to want this. This is a premium rookie card, Prism Silver. And and on here, I mean, those those just like easy money to me sometime down the road. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I brought up the the rest of the 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 silvers there to kind of have a look at them. Like we got uh, KJ Hamler, who I feel is probably on that a little bit of that level with him, where he's kind of buried behind Sutton, Judy, and Tim Patrick, but he's a decent player. I've made some investment in because he's again in that budget range, but his is twice the price. One, you know what I mean of of uh, Tyler Johnson's and. You could wow. get the first, the bottom, the first four that we looked at or five or whatever it was that was under $10 for cheaper than one of the, you know what I mean? Like they're all under that $7. And then even look at like Patrick Queen, who's, who's you know, Antonio Gibson, eight bucks. Defensive players are $9, you know, JK mm-hmm. is $9, you know. So $3 up to $5 for Prism is a is an amazing deal for a guy that, could see a significant increase in his usage and tampa bay is using him now like if they didn't think he was he would not be beating out you know i know he's getting a little more touches because of injuries but i've seen him on the field with all the guys like i watched a a few bucks games this year just happened to be and he he was on the field with uh you know with uh goodwin and uh the godwin and and, yeah he he yeah. took over basically for antonio brown where i thought it would have been scotty miller in fact mm-hmm. it was actually in uh tyler johnson who leaped scotty miller in the depth chart for the most part uh and is definitely have built a better chemistry better connection and if brady believes in a wide receiver you know that that's definitely a good sign so I had one more guy to kind of point out, which was it's the same situation, the same same team, because you're looking at next year Leonard Fournette, uh, Bernard, and uh, who's this? There's one more guy, Ronald that. Jones. Jones. They're all they're all last year on their contract, I believe. I don't think I see any of them. So now that leaves them. They now have to either re-sign one of those guys, which is going to dig into that little bit of cap, or use one of the guys they have. And when you have a guy like Keyshawn Vaughn that comps out to Dalvin Cook, why would you spend big money on a 28, 29-year-old running back when you've got a guy like this in your backfield? Now, he may not be the turn out to be exactly Dalvin Cook, but he's got the athletic metrics there. He's on a good team. They've got a solid line. So he's got everything there to be successful. And again, he's on the cheap, cheap. I accidentally closed his uh, window there. Dude, I I love this. I mean, Keyshawn Vaughn, dude, uh, college target share. And and this is something big, not just for fantasy implications. However, you know, uh, what what happens in fantasy is is heavily correlated over to football cards at this day and age with the prevalence of football cards, uh, the growth of football cards in the hobby, and the growth of fantasy football players, fantasy footballers like you and I into the football card hobby. So if if we see a guy that's you know an RB top five RB on the season because he's getting the target share and he's getting all those points per reception, all those receiving yards to add on to the rushing yards, then yeah, he's going to be demanded. You better believe it. So I love this best comparable to Dalvin cook 77th percentile college target share, 10%, uh, 40.4% college dominator. That's a 90th percentile ran a four, five, one drafted in the early third round from Vanderbilt. 510214. Yeah. And the thing that sticks out me, and you know, as as we all know, I'm I'm a budget guy. Like, you know, when you can get a, an athlete like that, get his prism for 11 cents, to me, that just screams deal because I have no doubt that in two years I can sell that for a few dollars. And because it's 11 cents, I can pick up a ton of them. Right. Mm. Now uh, not everybody listening to this is going to be inclined to buy 10 cent base prisms. So there again, but you look at his, his, um, we'll even bring up 
we'll look up your, uh, your card here that you like. Oh, dude. It's so juicy. I'm looking at it on eBay right now. It's so juicy. Like I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at red color matched optic rookie ticket auto numbered out of 199 for $11. $11 buy it now. There's a, there's a I don't uh, There's a 10 for 50 bucks. Wow. I mean this is that's the, right. The, like, that's the thing is you got to get in. Like, if you want to see big gains, you got to get in before they break out. Yeah, it's all you know. If you're watching highlights and see a guy play well, and you, then you're going to buy his card, you're probably not going to get the best deal, and you're going to have to hope he plays better so that the card goes up from the value you just bought it up. Mm-hmm. So you're you're way better off, and it and it's. And it, it took a while for me to be able to do this just because I didn't have a ton of money coming in. So I had to kind of build up a little bit of a back inventory that is selling now to be able to kind of um, add on to what little money I'm able to throw in every week to to get more cards and invest in more guys. So now my whole game is i'm very rarely buying cards to sell now i'm buying cards that i'm going to sell next year or the year after that because right now i can get them ridiculously cheap you know i'm gonna have to sit on them for a bit and that's fine because i now have two thousand cards in my inventory being sold i can sit back and throw 20 bucks a week in on com c and have 20 dollars a week in sales and by you know continue to invest and and you know advance my portfolio uh further you know it's it's much less nerve-wracking because imagine if you were to go and say you know what mac jones is the next tom brady and his cards are going to keep going up because new england's going to make the playoffs and they're going to win in the playoffs with mac jones and then going and spending you know, what, $50, $60 now on a base Donruss-rated rookie Mac Jones and, and hoping that the, that happens and that plays out over the course of the next mm-hmm. two months and, and being able to flip that card right now uh, and, and say your total bankroll is only $100. So you just spent 60% of your bankroll on that one base card of a quarterback in a big market expecting it to continue to climb when – if you compare that to a Justin Fields at less than $10, or you compare that to some of these skill position players that we're talking about, like Keyshawn Vaughn, now you take a an autograph, short print card mm-hmm. numbered out of less than 100 for a sixth of that, so a tenth of mm-hmm. your bankroll for $10. Now, maybe you're not flipping it this in the next two months, but you're going to flip that for profit guaranteed at some point in the next couple years. That just caught my eye. Seven fifty. Three Holy at seven crap. Seven fifty, seven fifty. They're not the number, they're just the base ones. Still that that base card yeah. right there for Jonathan Taylor is at a hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars right now, Sean, on mm-hmm. eBay. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because it's an on card auto. That this yep. card in it, it is short print of itself. It's short print. Uh, a short print insert within the contender set. Um, and and this card is highly collectible, highly sought after by 99.9%. I don't know anybody in the football card hobby that doesn't like the rookie ticket auto. That's a beautiful card. That's cool. That's got one, it's, two, for, three, four, five colors in it. Our, our, you know, uh, RPA to 99 with that many colors in a signature, although it's a blue, it'd probably be better if it, well, the red's $12, but for 10 bucks. This know? is something else to look at, Sean, for uh, guys that are this available at this low a price point is to find the serial number that matches their jersey number. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, for and, sure, and yeah. Carter and I have been talking about that. I talked that, I talked about that the other night with uh, Scaladesi. Shout out to Scaladesi mm-hmm. because uh, he agrees that any car that you can find where the serial number matches that of the Jersey number, it immediately adds value to that card. And I have seen this happen time and time again. So with a player like this, when you have all these Mm -hmm. cards available, I'm sure you could find one out of some of these Mm -hmm. sets 
where the serial number matches the jersey number and you have all these other cool factors into it and yep. man it just i mean yeah and, that's and, the and thing it, is you you can get access to cards that you probably couldn't get with a like i couldn't buy any of these auto john taylors or jonathan uh, uh taylors but i can buy a i could uh, i could afford a bunch of these and i you know i just have to be comfortable with waiting a little bit and trust the process trust the analytics that i do that you know this guy's going to be a good player and if you know what if he doesn't stay with tampa bay then he'll go somewhere else and he'll be good somewhere else you know that's why i'm like i'm going crazy on alan robinson because he's either going to grow with Justin Fields. They're going to keep him. He's going to want to play with Justin Fields. And I believe Justin Fields is going to be um, a good quarterback. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I picked up I'm my sure. first prison. Alan showing Robinson. a rookie ticket auto out a Rob to Sean right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like he's, he's either going to stay on Chicago and grow in a big market with Justin Fields or he's going to leave on, on free agency and go to a team he wants to go to that he feels, you know, it's good, probably going to be a decent team. Um, I don't, I, I don't know if he has any, any favorites that he uh, was looking at in previous years that were in articles or anything like that. I didn't, I don't remember any, but he's probably going to be able to pick his own situation <clears throat> and he's a good receiver and he's a good athlete. He's just unhappy right now, I think. And I mean, He's had so much years of futility of Chicago not being able to produce a winning quarterback or a good quarterback that I would be frustrated too, you know. And then he comes back this year on the on the tag, and then all of a sudden they start Andy Dalton, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I, I either way with him, I think he either he stays and grows and 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 regains popularity and demand with chicago or he goes somewhere else and and does the same thing does you know you takes his skills and and pairs himself with a good quarterback and you know on their way yeah and, and <laughs> so, his rookie ticket autos like that one i just showed you i picked up for i think twenty dollars <laughs> yes so yeah <laughs> Yeah, I just got my I just got my first two prisons uh, of Robinson. Normally, they've been hovering around that four or five dollar range on Com C, uh, but I had a couple of Starstock uh, bees come through at a buck fifty, so I was pretty happy with that. I think that's a good price for them. I can definitely uh, sell those and make some profit. Yeah, for sure. I I, I definitely think you can make some profit. I love your and system that you got set up. Uh, do you have any? I saw you mention about you were asking um, the group, the community questions about how you, how do you think you should structure your lots? And I saw the yes. uh, the idea of listing them in a team scenario. I thought mm -hmm. that was really cool. And I also saw uh, David Hunter's feedback about limiting it to you know around ten cards yeah. uh, per lot. And and I thought about this. I didn't have time to respond, but. I've often limited my lots to nine or 10 cards simply because I wanted to include the whole lot in the main photo. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with the portrait style pictures, it's hard to put in more than yeah. nine or 10. For sure. For sure. That's why I three rows of three. <laughs> so that's why I kind of put that out there because I have a ton. I got, I got 2000 cards right now wow. that they, they're all rookie cards and they're all um, guys that have, you know, I'm sure I got a couple of duds in there, but most of them are good athletes that just haven't either broken out yet or um, a, a buried. I bought them a little bit too early and they're, you know, they got pushed down the list on Com C and I either take very little profit or no profit or I just hold on to them kind of thing. And I want to repackage them and send them off to um, to eBay. And I'm not I'm not actively selling on eBay, and I see all the sales that you guys are making on eBay, and I'm oh, I'm missing out. But one uh, you don't see a lot of, and and this is probably the perception that you that that a lot of people have is that base cards are are nothing. They people don't want them. People still buy base cards. They don't do very well on eBay because of the whole shipping thing. Because usually the base cards are not very um expensive and people try and and make money back on charging them for shipping 
So they sell a 99 cent card and have $5 shipping just to make a little bit of money on it without, you know, the 99 cent auction gets the attraction and then the $5 shipping gets them the money. You know, because I'm, I, it can't cost $5 to ship a, a one, a, a card like that. Like, I don't know. Again, I'm not in the yeah. eBay game and I'll probably, I'm, I'm not going to ever have to ship my cards out because they're going to, I'm going to have ship my cards do that for me. But anyway, it just seems, it just seems, and I think a lot of people don't like to, to sell the base cards on eBay and they do a lot better on Com C and Starstock. Um, and the lots that you do see on eBay have a prism, an absolute, a score, you know, they have one, one or two desirable liquid brands with a bunch of junk. And I don't mean, I, I don't mean that in draw, like not one of the liquid brands, like uh, a lower quality brand. And they, they sell, they sell lots like that. So I, I've geared all my lots based on the four probably the four foremost liquid cards in a base format which is the prism the optic the select and the donruss right so all my lots are only going to ha ever have those cards in them and i think by making those lots a little bit more of a premium then it'll alleviate some of the the issues with people saying you know i don't want to buy a 99 cent card and pay five dollar shipping well if i can wrap 10 20 cards in one and give them free shipping but still give it a decent price per card then you know i think that i think that'll work i think i think that'll be successful well we'll see because i'm gonna i'm looking to do it right so i'm i'm swamping through all my 2000 cards trying to put lots together to see what because I want to do a couple test lots. I don't want to throw a bunch of money at it and it, for whatever reason, ship my cards, doesn't do it for me. What, you know, I, they have no indication that they haven't, but I haven't sent any cards to them, so I don't know yet. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to pick out those lots that I can sell, that I don't have to buy too many more cards to um, make them look attractive. Like I wanted to put an Arizona Cardinals lot together, get a couple of DeAndre Hopkins, some Kirk, some, uh, you know, even defensive players, get some of their um, defensive rookies in there just to make like a little bit of a team lot. And then I was going to go, I don't own any Kyler Murray's. I was going to go out and buy a couple of base Kyler Murray's, add them into the lot, not make any money off them, just sell them at cost. But now that adds a little bit of star power to the lot. And maybe mm -hmm. brings a few more eyes on it because it's got a couple Kyler Murray rookies on it, you know. So I, yeah. I'm trying. I don't, but I don't want to do that right off the bat because then that means I'm going to have to put extra money out front above the fees that I'm paying to get everything shipped where I need to ship it. And to me, like I, I want to do a little bit of a, a test run kind of thing. So um, I'm trying to go through and pick out the perfect like. Probably the the two people that I have the most cards of, or three people I have the most cards of, are uh, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, and Devin Duvernay. While J.K. and Cam Akers are not going to be valuable in the market till next year, and Devin Duvernay has not, even though I sold quite a bit of his cards, he's not popped as much as. Uh, I kind of expected he's not getting the targets that I thought he was going to get. He's getting targeted, but he's not getting the volume I thought he was going to get. So, but I still think he's a great player and I'm still happy to to hold on to his card until he does. And I know he will. He's, he's I gonna, think it's he's... cool to see him in the receiving game more this year. And I've seen him make a couple really good catches. Like it was a touchdown. He's a leading a punt return in the league. Every time I see Devin Duvernay make a nice catch, I think about you, man. I'm yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. another one for Raven. But, but he's another, he's again, one of those guys like Johnson or, uh, and uh, um, Keyshawn Vaughn. You know, I was paying a dollar or two for silver cards. You know, his prisms were 10 cents. His, you know, I was getting autos. I bought like a, a couple of number cards that were like five bucks, you know, like blue scope auto cards that were five bucks, you know. So he fits, they nice. fit, 
here was my real first kind of expect speculation experiment where I previous years he didn't really get much the, his rookie year he didn't play a ton so but I knew with some departing people going out of Baltimore that he was gonna get more playing time as a slot receiver and I know Lamar Jackson's bread and butter is in the middle of the field as you can tell by Mark Andrews which is his number one target so he's going to now patrol the slot in the middle of that field where Jackson is the most accurate and the best. So I put two and two together and I said, okay, he's a guy that I think I'm going to invest in. It just happened that he was a Raven. So that makes it a little bit easier to swallow if something happens, you know, because we're not, we're not, we, we do the best we can with the, the prediction with the analytics but in the end, the player still has to play. You know, we 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 don't. I don't necessarily dive too far into um, their outside of football life. Like I don't know if they have char- a lot of character issues, unless it's been brought up to the forefront. But you know, look at with Henry Ruggs. What happened with him? You know what I mean? Had all he was he was actually his stuff was picking up. He was getting some detention. He was getting some demand. He was, you know, prime, getting coming into his prime time with the, you know, Las Vegas playing well, and then something that had nothing to do with football derailed that, you know, and um, that's, you know, and I hate to kind of bundle a, a, such a tragedy in with like sports cards, but it just shows that, you know, you can have the best intentions, you can have the best um, plan going forward, and then something like this just completely throws it off, you know. You know, a guy a guy plays one plays one game and blows out his knee and is done for the rest of his life and never played down. And you know, you can't predict that. You can't, you know, you can't predict the guy getting the yips and dropping the ball all the time. Or you can't, you know, um, sometimes some of these some of these NFL GMs are are like just head scratching move. Like I I can't contemplate why they would do that. You can't, you know, uh, you buy a guy because he's going to be the number one receiver for Tom Brady. And then they trade like on uh, Miller there in, in Chicago, Anthony Miller. I was buying a ton of him cause he's in that cheap stuff. He's going to, I was, you know, going the notion with Justin Fields. He's going to be part of that offense. They traded him to Houston. They traded him to purgatory. I mean, he's not that bad of a receiver. He uh, like he was signed. I forget. He was signed by somebody else. Um, to the practice squad, but I don't think he's yet um, to come in and play yet. He was signed by another team, I believe. But, like, there was no reason that Chicago needed to trade him. Like, any reason that I could see. They weren't up, they didn't have to cut somebody. They just traded him for, like, maybe he wanted out. I I, I don't know. I've never heard that, but, you know, Hmm. I, I can't control what, at the time, investing in Anthony Miller, I think, was good with the price I paid and the situation he was coming into. But I can't control the team trading him. You know, it's hard to predict when a team like is going to do something like that and just out of the blue trade a guy. You know, so there, yeah. there, we can plan, we can prepare, and we make the best decisions that we can make at the time. But, you know, the player's still got to play. The player's still got to, uh, you know, take care of himself off the field as much as he does on the field, you know, and things like that. So, Very, very those, true, those man. Very true. Tick- All those factors uh, go into it. And I know we're doing some some, uh, some Google analytics uh, around popularity yes. and stuff like that into the Quest Shark. And certainly one of our goals is to be able to scrape and pull in you know what their what their Twitter following is like, what their Instagram following is like, and mm-hmm. that definitely goes into play. Like commercials that they're in, you know that mm-hmm. definitely keeps Baker Mayfield's prices elevated. That keeps Gronk's prices elevated. You know, even though Gronk is a hot lock for the Hall of Fame, that was a terrible comparison. But <laughs> <laughs> Baker Mayfield that keeps his mm-hmm. prices elevated. Because yeah. he is funny, in my opinion, in commercials, yeah, oh, yeah. and I think he's a pretty good actor. Those commercials are great. Yeah, those are, those commercials are hilarious, especially the one where he gives the kids the nachos for Halloween, 
every time I see that, I just laugh my ass off. <laughs> Where he, he the kids come to the stadium for Halloween and he brings out the little chip tray and he puts a, a few nacho chips in all the kids tray all the kids bags and then comes back with the nacho cheese sauce and pours the sauce in their bags. Everybody loves nachos. <laughs> and his wife's looking at him like you're a freaking idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I just I just think it's like yeah, they're they're great. Yeah, that all has to do it, man. Like you want the the more eyes that can be on a player and especially a player that's playing well above expectations he is going to get attention in buying cards right like people are mm -hmm. going to want to buy his card right the yes exactly the, i was thinking about this the other the other day there how do you kind of explain hype to somebody like what? What is hype? If somebody comes to you, who's never been in the card, and you're saying, "Don't buy the hype." Well, what does the hype mean? To me, that's the player's expectation. Maybe it's different for other people, but the hype is the expectation coming from that player, right? If he's expected to be an MVP, the hype's going to be expectation MVP. Now, with quarterbacks, you can take advantage of that a lot of time. With the skill position players, I think unless the hype is ridiculous, then you need to have the player perform well on top of being the expectations of them playing well there. You know, like some of the some of the guys, like um, example, um, uh, uh, Darnell Mooney. Right. There was a lot of uh, some hype coming in, not a ton of hype on Justin Fields, whether he was going to play. They drafted him. He's going to be the future of their quarterback. Mooney's a great player, but he didn't have a big push on his cards. Right. Now he's playing a little bit better. He's he's now Fields one of big Fields targets. So now he's seeing a little bit. I've, I've been selling a few uh, uh, Darnell Mooney's over the last few weeks. So. He's now seeing maybe a little bit more attention because he's playing well, because he's, you know, and he could, he would be doing even better because if a player's expectation is low and all of a sudden they have a Patrick Mahomes ask or, you know, catch 15 balls for 160 yards, man, that's going to drive the interest because their demand is very low and then all of a sudden they're putting in this premium effort this premium performance that's just going to and that you see those spikes all the time mike white you know like there's uh, you know nothing against mike white or and i apologize to uh, uh matthew for saying this but there's no reason why people should be paying that much money for mike white's cards you know, as an investor, we hope there are people like that out there because those are the people that get us our 500% flips and, and stuff like that, you know, and buy his $25 national treasure card and sell it for 800. But there should be no reason why anybody would pay $800 for that card on one, on, on off one game that he played. Right. But we mm. see it time and time and time again. Well, and I, that's, yeah, and that's buying the hype. That's it's yeah, buying exactly. the hype because. You know, he's the, not expected to yeah. do anything, and then all of a sudden he blows up. So his expectation and his performance are on a big curve going up. That demand follows that curve. Yep. And and that's the second layer of the comp that we're that we're talking about is look at that price. Look at that price of Mike White's 2018 rookie card compared to Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, other rookies in his class. Mm -hmm. And does he have a similar merit? Does he have similar statistics, performance, resume as those guys, college or mm -hmm. pro? And if the answer is no, but his rookie cards in the comparable set and comparable insert, comparable parallel are the same price, then it's like big red X's. Like <laughs> that, that mm -hmm. is the big red X, the big red flag that is like, no, that means you're buying the hype. Mm -hmm. If that card is priced the same as those guys that have. This whole laundry list of resume, Heisman trophies, uh, incredible uh, performances in the NFL, back-to-back -back performances and back-to-back -back seasons, that is merit. That's buying merit and, and versus buying hype, you know? 
And see, to me, like, um, it doesn't, I don't know, it, do, it just doesn't make any sense to, to do that. Like, that's why we're trying to get this message out to people. I mean, but of course, in, in a way, we kind of depend on these people buying on hype sometimes to make our investments good, you know. So, I don't know, it's a, it's a catch-22, I guess, you know. Uh, we want we want the 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 reactive the instinctive um I try to think of the word impulsive buys impulsive, we want them yeah. because they make us more money they allow us to get 200 300 roi on our carts impulsive but because it, yeah if you're it doesn't right. make any sense yeah. to me like uh you know like yeah. it it doesn't make any sense to me but like i don't know well, yeah. and that's then that's the same thing in fantasy, and I see guys do it in our our leagues a lot, and it's hard not to do. You want to chase those touchdowns. The wide receiver that just got 25, 30 fantasy points last yeah. week, you're like, dude, but that guy's sitting on the waiver wire. The ar- the little mind, yeah. write up on him, the little excerpt is that could he could be the target leader again in week fourteen. Mm-hmm. But that's where like we really dive deep. And we look at the game script. We look at the matchup scenario. The other injuries in the in the depth chart to the other wide receivers was that affecting why he got so many targets? And then you look at his game log for the year, and you see a lot of games where he only had two, three targets. In this game, he had eight for you know 130 yards and three touchdowns. And and if there's a big increase in those rookie cards, and he doesn't have a prior resume from previous years and previous teams. It, or from college, and that's why resources like playerprofiler.com and stuff are so important because you go back and look at what they did in college and to see did they do it at in college at a high level if they're a very young player, you know, and they don't have a lot of NFL experience. And you put all those puzzle pieces of the puzzle together to see if the price that you're potentially paying for a rookie card or whatever given set insert parallel is is worth it. Mm-hmm. So uh, my my plays right now. So I wrote up Jerry Judy yesterday. Or is today? Sat, yeah, yesterday in the auction sniper article because of the Denver Broncos scenario. And Jerry mm-hmm. Judy just happens to be the wide receiver on the team with the highest amount of draft capital spent in him. And mm-hmm. if you talk to my good friend, co-host of the Questcast, Carter Bryant from Power Hour LSU who covers college football extensively, he covers college football better than most other professional college football analysts I know. And, I mean, all consensus around the entire college football community and all the draft scouts and everything was that Jerry Judy was almost unanimously a better prospect than Justin Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb, and that's why he was drafted ahead of them. And, mm-hmm. and it just so happens that the Denver Broncos this year – has set themselves up to make a big quarterback play this upcoming offseason. They have one of the most Absolutely. available salary cap spaces that there's there there is going to be in the league. And they have mm-hmm. all these amazing skills. They just extended Cortland Sutton's contract, who's an incredible alpha wide receiver there. Tim Patrick, who's emerged as a uh from an un, being an undrafted rookie out of 2017 now. Mm-hmm. To having a rookie card printed, actually. Panini mm-hmm. went back this year in 2020, made him a rookie card because he's played so good yep. since last year. Uh, and so he just earned a big contract extension. And then you have KJ Hamler, who I was just showing the athletic profile, mm-hmm. runs a 4 3 uh, speed they drafted out of 2020. They just mm-hmm. uh, strengthened the defense, man. They just strengthened the mm-hmm. defense. The running game is solid. So they've got every single piece of the puzzle in place to and, be... and one more piece of the puzzle to don't forget about the tight end Noah Fant oh Noah Fant yeah Noah he's Fant's athletic yeah. profile is off the charts we'll look at that I mean he's comparable mm-hmm. right up there with Kelsey and Hawkinson and Kittle and these yeah. guys dude the dude's an absolute stud and uh they just released they traded Von Miller freed up a ton mm-hmm. of cap space with him and he's getting older and struggles with injuries a lot mm-hmm. um yeah. and so Patrick Sertain, they have one of the best secondary defensive secondaries in the league. And it's just like they could work on improving. Like we talked about earlier before the show, they're going to have their pick is like number 22 overall, I think, in the upcoming draft. And there's really not any great quarterbacks 
either way coming out of the 2022 draft. And, and so they're very easily going to focus on the offensive line, the defensive line, build around these incredible skill position players they have. And then all they need is a franchise quarterback, Raven. And it just so happens that, and this doesn't happen very often, very, very rare do Hall of Fame quarterbacks hit the open market. Last time we saw it was with Tom Brady. So it does happen. But it just so happens that we've got a couple guys that are wanting out of their current organizations because of coaching and general management scenarios and losing records. And that is Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, uh, not Patrick Mahomes, (laughs) Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and then potentially Deshaun Watson. uh, Yeah, what's going to happen with his civil lawsuit and all that stuff he's got going on uh off the field but he could potentially be coming back in 2022 and uh, be a franchise quarterback denver broncos are going to trade and pick up somebody with all this salary cap space they have they are setting up for a massive quarterback move which is going to see the prices of these skill position guys spike immediately well that's what that exactly what they did was they just made a nice pretty cozy little place for a quarterback to go play you got tons of people to throw the ball to you got gordon in the background or the back the backfield um javante williams who they drafted this year as well who's been who's been playing fairly well they they're got their plates set to be a playoff contender they're just missing the head of the table and to me, what they've done by shoring up Judy or not Troy or shoring up Sutton and re-upping Tim Patrick is they're saying, hey, we're gonna keep this talent here. You guys can come, you know, whether it's Russell Wilson, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson, you guys are gonna, you know, they come, they're gonna come. They have John Elway there, who's who's probably has half the league who would love to be play for him and play with him and talk to him and pick mm. his brain and you know, um, they have uh, the air, thin air in Denver, so it's got to be easier to throw the football, even if it's a little bit less. You know, maybe you can add an extra five or ten yards on your ball or something like that. You know, so for a, you know, maybe maybe if one of them is starting to lose a little zip on their fastball, maybe that would be a, a good place. So I think it's a very enticing place for a quarterback to to want to go. Also, um, think about this, Sean. They're the only football team in Colorado. So they have a rabid, I mean, rabid fan base. Yep. That for have sure, been for desperate sure. for a franchise quarterback. They really haven't had a franchise quarterback, it seemed, since John Elway. <laughs> yeah, well, they had Peyton for a couple of years, but I that, that's true. Not, they did have Peyton, but that was, was you know, that was kind of like that was a stopgap uh, supposed to be. You know, that was yeah, a, I mean that was kind of like Joe Montana's run on the Chiefs at the end yeah, of his exactly. career. Yeah. You know? Kind of like Tampa Brady with the yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. Is Brady ever gonna that, stop playing though? <laughs> I don't know. I seen what was it? a commercial for a game on TV and just nonchalantly in the background, it had MVP 2042 Tom Brady, and it had him with the, he had him with the like the the big silver hair and the big thick silver beard, and it was it had nothing to do with football. It was like some shooter game. It was like Call of Duty or, or something like weird like that. And it just in the billboard in the background, you see a big picture of Tom Brady. I think he was in a Patriots uniform. It looked like a Patriots uniform though, but maybe they just couldn't use it for copyright reasons or whatever, they couldn't put him in an actual uniform. But I thought that's hilarious. You know, even He's in a common, legend at this point, yeah, man. You know, yeah, for He's sure. He's a timeless legend. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've I've streamed at him so many, so many times over the years um, when Baltimore met him in the playoffs. But, I mean, I give the guy a props. He's, he's you know, the best quarterback. That's, you know, like when you see the, the stats come up that he's had three – Hall of Fame worthy careers in one, mm. you know, just mm. by the the amount of time that he's played in the statistics and Super Bowls that he's won during that time, you know, he's yeah. Got so three- when you have a player of his caliber, I think it's important to, important to point out that I have sold 
2004 Tom Brady's. I've sold 2010 Tom Brady's. 2015, 2008. It doesn't matter what year it is. Mm -hmm. If it's a short print card or even a base card in in a lot Mm -hmm. of scenarios, especially like his first year in the Bucks uniform. So a lot of his base cards 2020 sell just fine. (laughs) They sell better than a Keyshawn Vaughn rookie card. You know, they're not going to break the bank or anything, but they're valued more above what they should. They nor other other uh, non rookie veteran cards are, you know. Check out check out these prices, Sean. Going back to Jerry Judy, check out these prices. These these were some of the auctions I was watching. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't get. I was super busy today, uh, uh, running a daddy daycare today, and uh, uh, check out the prices on these black prism silver, dude. Ended five ninety nine. Not even any bids. Zero bids. I I uh I've been really really I won my first Com C eBay auction, and it was so easy I didn't have to pay any fees to load it or ship it or anything. It was it just paid it right out of my Com C account. It was awesome. So I've been kind of going heavy on the Com C eBay. Um, there was about seven Lamar Jackson prisms, uh, that were like a day out and still at ninety nine cents with no bids. So I was been watching a lot of those lately because um, I just got a uh, nice gift in the mail <clears throat> uh, from somebody on the Discord as a thank you. It was a uh, well, it was there was a few cards here, but it was a oh, there it is, man. So I heard about this. Matt yeah. could not keep it a secret. He, yeah, that's crazy. Eighty seven. He text. He sent me a, a message and he said, "Check. You think Raven's gonna like that?" I said, "Are you kidding me, dude? He is going to flip, dude. This yeah. is, I'm sure, the nicest Lamar Jackson card he's gonna have in his collection. Absolutely. I probably wouldn't ever have been able to to get that card. I don't think that would have been, you know, because um, I'm a firm believer that Jackson's gonna gonna go up. He's got nowhere to go. Like I, I don't think his cards can get any cheaper now." No, like pretty, yeah. you know, like there's a, I, and I think, and I mentioned this in the Discord there because both Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson had similar starts statistically in their like first eight games or whatever it was. I saw the the little stat box that popped up, but yeah, both of those guys are like I can buy go and buy Jalen Hurts, uh, Don Russ base for two bucks, you know. But I can't. I can go buy a, a a Herbert base for can't buy a Herbert base for two bucks. No way, you know. No sir. Right. So. <laughs> no sir. Man. So there, there is one more play that Raven just left you with, guys. Mm-hmm. That was, if he took anything away, man, it pays to to help people out. You know, it pays to mm-hmm. help people out. When you help other people out, man, they they help you out in return. And uh, man, that's a lot about. You know uh, what our mission is is here is just to to help people out. We don't expect mm-hmm. anything in return, uh, nope. but we've got a great community. We got a great community. Absolutely, great it's, a, it's a great place. And I, 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 you know, I apologize to all my YouTube subscribers, but a lot of my time that I probably should be making YouTube videos are spent chatting with guys in there and checking out what they're doing and talking about plays with them and and talking about. Uh, what's going to happen here and fantasy and nfts and stuff they get in the mail and you know uh, i was even going to come and ask you if maybe we could pop in a a retail channel in case people like when those sets came up people were popping the set but some people may have missed them just because we don't have maybe necessarily a spot Mm. to put them so yeah a specific spot to go and look somebody sees a retail grab somewhere you just you can throw the link in there and if people want to grab it it's up to them you know dude you you are you are incredible in the discord and for anybody out there that's listening and wants to get access to that um it's very minimal in in subscription basis you go to patreon.com slash football cards you get access to that uh but sean sean is like our adam schefter our our tom pellegrino in the <laughs> in the discord man he does not miss a beat he posts every single uh big trade injury signing uh the big performance some very interesting mm-hmm. statistics and then 
you're also very active on the com c channel the the star stock yeah. channel the like mm-hmm. you're talking about the nft channel the the uh sniper channel i mean it's it's uh i love what we're doing over there absolutely. it's a blast it's it's a lot of fun man mm-hmm. it's absolutely so, yeah, there's great people man it's it's just i've always kind of wanted this since i got back into it i always wanted to have a place where i could share my ideas and talk to people about them that are in the hobby about them you know bounce them off people you know um even to the point where i say you know like if I run and go to my wife and say, hey, I just got this card, she's going to look at me like, I really don't care. But yeah. if I but if I pop in and say, oh, look at this card, I just, but even if it's not an expensive card, like, you know, I picked a couple of Ravens RPAs up there, which, you know, we're, I'm ecstatic to get. They were like a couple of bucks, but they're not valuable or anything, but they're more valuable to me. There were, you know, three or four color patches. And I was, I was just beaming with Raven pride as I, I was posting there. So oh, look at what I just picked up. You know, I have a place to do that kind of stuff now. You know, I, I, I when I first started out, I, I was using people's comments in their YouTube videos for kind of that purpose, you know, kind of thing, you know, yeah. um, as you probably received a few novels from me on your channel, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> exactly. But yeah. And but the discord is just, it allows you you know, to post pictures, to have threaded conversations, to break out, then you have, you can have private conversations within there if you want. I, in yep, fact, yep. I've even streamed the Thursday night football game uh, whenever I'm not, you know, sitting in the back uh, with the wife watching it. And I was hanging out with the guys. We were hanging yep. out watching the football yep. game. That was fun, you know. It's just, that was, the it possibilities was sure. in yep. there are very high compared to, you know, mm-hmm. um, like the youtube comments and stuff like that and on top of that like you know um we even have a card selling uh channel there you know where you could get some some good deals on some cards you know where you can ask hey i've got you know uh, i want this guy i'm looking for a bunch of this guy and then people who have them who want to sell them can offer them and you've got a safe you've got a uh, a vetted community to be able to do that and you don't have to worry about is this guy going to send my card is and you know we're all we're all friends there so we're not out to you know gouge each other to you know we got to get Absolutely. what we got to get but it doesn't we're not going to drive the price up as we would for somebody that we don't know that we don't talk to every day that we don't interact with you know um yeah it's Speaking one of, my- of which sean i've got to We've got to wrap our show up because yeah. I've got to go list some cards for sale. I promised yes. the wife I list at least 10 cards for sale today, and I'm a little bit behind on that. No worries. No worries. It was a great time as always. Can't wait till next week. Can't wait to discover some new players to show everybody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we'll we'll be back with uh, more of those mid- and long-term investments. Also, you know, really digging into – comps on comps on comps strategy talk here on on the comp kings yeah comp kings for sure i think that's that's the one that's the one we're going to stick with that's the the one i like that sir yeah all right guys all right see you in that next one have a good night easy